Welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I run an online transformational program for women navigating midlife, menopause, and beyond who want to rebirth their lives by reclaiming their sensual pleasure and tapping into the power of their sexual energy. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your vitality, your health, your creativity, your joy, and so much more. From the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause is called second spring. It's considered to be a spiritual and sexual rebirth where a woman can realign with her deepest desires, rejuvenate herself, and rebirth her life from the inside out. Learn more about my program, Second Spring Queen, with a link in the show notes. It just might be the holy grail you've been searching for. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hey there, beautiful. Welcome back. Always so awesome to be here with you in this time on this planet, in this space. So really appreciate you being here. Thanks for tuning in. And let's see what's going on. Uh, I'd always love to hear from you. That's what I wanted to say. If you ever um, have a comment, something pops up, oh, I'd love to share that with Diane. I'd love to hear from you. You probably don't listen to this on my website. Most people listen to podcasts on uh, Apple or Spotify. I know I, I tend to do that too. But if you do go to my site and there are links in the show notes that you can find that'll bring you there, shaktikor.com, you can always comment. I have it set up like a blog so you can comment on the actual podcast page, well, Wild Menopause, you can find it there. Or you could even send me an email. I'll make sure I put that in my show notes going forward all the time too, because I would love to hear from you how how uh, how your life is unfolding, how your your midlife journey, you know, and beyond third chapter journey, how it's going for you. What are your desires? What do you what you got cooking? What um, you know? What is your vision? You know, I'm really that's my jam. I love I love communing with women, seasoned women especially, on this. So what do they really see the future being? And what do they really desire? You know, really getting in line with that, in alignment with that, I think is is what's going to really change the world. And we are definitely moving into a more embodied place as humans. There's so many different um, sacred teaching, teachings that are pointing towards that. More embodied, uh, more about connection, more about the feminine, more yin, right? Slowing down, simplifying and um, really connecting to ourselves, to each other, to the planet, to beauty. I think beauty is another big thing, big wave coming in. So any of these themes, I'd love to hear how they're unfolding in your personal life, because I'm sure if you're tuning into my podcast, you are no ordinary woman, and you've got some really cool stuff going on. And I always like to hear what women have um, cooking in their third chapter, what they are creating creativity is another big thing. I think our our personal creativity and how that impacts the world around us. So, so a big interest of mine. So feel free to reach out anytime. Okay. So this episode, I want to talk a little bit about um, the art of rebirthing our lives, especially at, again, midlife, menopause, and beyond, third chapter. It sounds like bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, just kind of 
feeling into that this morning, I was like, let me do it. Let me do a podcast on that. So I just started feeling into that, the whole concept of rebirthing, because I do talk about it a lot. It's pretty much what my work is really centered on. This has been, um, my work is really the product of my own rebirth starting at menopause, but continues to go on. It's a unfolding, a process that keeps happening and in such beautiful ways, spiraling and circuitous ways, um, just more and more layers opening and, and uh, alchemizing. So um, yeah, I wanted to do a podcast episode just on this concept of, you know, what is it? I'll just give you my musing on um, mid- midlife rebirthing, the art, and why I do consider it to be an art. And um, and just share some ideas and tools, things like that. So midlife rebirth. Mm. The best thing that I've seen, and this came to me lately, you know how things do that, right? You put it out there to the universe and this thing kind of lands in your lap that I came across is this, um, is this Japanese art form. It's about 500 years old called Kintsuji. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And it's pretty fascinating. The kin comes from golden, and the suji means repair. And what hit me so much about this, just like out of nowhere, I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. What it is, it's an ancient art. Well, not that ancient, 500 years, not that long. But it's an art um, in the pottery world or ceramics where a broken piece of pottery has been um, fractured, fragmented, gets put back together with usually gold or silver. A lot of the time, I think traditionally it was gold, creating like an, an epoxy of gold and putting it back together, but creating a whole new, even more beautiful, more unique piece of art in the process. So I just want to give that a little bit of space here because I think that is just such a wonderful metaphor for women (laughs) coming into their third chapter. It can feel like a bit of a fragmentation. I know it did for me. Menopause was a big awakening for me. And so I like to call it the passion portal. All of my passions seem to wake up and start screaming at me at once. Uh, I don't know if you've had that experience or maybe are having that experience. Perimenopause, it really started actually in my um, later 30s. I went through menopause at 40. But it just felt like um, these fragmented parts of me really wanted cohesion. They wanted to come together. They wanted to be reclaimed by me. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I could see that now. At the time, it didn't feel that clear. Um, but what I, what I learned through the years of, like, you know, really working with this, and again, in retrospect, it, um, you know, uh, that piecing together of the different parts of me, but not like trying to reclaim my old self. I think that's kind of a misconception that a lot of people have about rebirthing because it's not about reclaiming, say, who we were before we had whatever, before, say, we um, settled down. A lot of times women will go back to, say, in their early 20s where they felt really free and um, maybe they were in college at that time or world travelers backpacking around Europe or or Asia or something and just free as a bird. A lot of women, I think, have experienced something like that, a lot of women that I know. And sometimes there's this urge, I want to get back to me, that me. 
And yet we can never go back. But that's that's the beauty of it. You know, at first I thought I wanted to go back and even started traveling by myself, got dusted off my passport and started traveling again. And, um, you know, that that was wonderful. And yet I was different, you know. And um, so I think that's something to really celebrate, that we are, because of our experiences, and we may even call them um, our heartbreaks, our wounds. Maybe you had... Um, a series of breakups along the way. Maybe you've had painful experiences with with other humans, whether it's friends, maybe through your work, maybe even through your your kids. You know, losses, all those things that life, you know, delivers to our doorstep, whether we like it or not. <laughs> These fracture points, if you will, that can be enormously painful, are are really the gems. I think the poet Rumi wrote about this in different ways, about how the, you know, the cracks are where the light gets in, totally paraphrasing there, but I'm sure you've read um, a poem or two that he's written that, um, that spoke to that, that these fracture points, these um, wounds, if you will, are what creates our masterpiece. I love the idea of masterpiece. So, yeah, these fragmented pieces of pottery, you know, put back together in a very mindful, artful, reverent, and skillful way are what create our our masterpiece of our third chapter. And that is an alchemical process. The gold, the epoxy that we use to put the fragmented pieces back together in a whole new, beautiful way is going to be so unique for every woman. So how do we create our own unique epoxy, our golden paste, if you will, that will alchemize our past experiences and again create this the masterpiece of who we really are, our core? Um... I think it has a lot to do with emotional healing, right? Really going back and um, feeling and healing is one part of it. Really feeling whatever wounds there are that fragmented in the first place, feeling it on the level of sensation is such a powerful alchemical practice. And um, I really feel we need to turn to our sensuality. We're talking alchemy here. It makes sense to me to turn to the alchemical goddess of love and beauty. We are creating art, right? So Venus Aphrodite, known by many names in many different cultures through the ages. But um, the archetype is what I'm talking about here. The goddess of love, beauty, sensuality, and pleasure. And our unique relationship with this archetypal energy, how it moves through us how it expresses or wants to express through us, I think is really key. You see, when we embrace our sensuality, this um, magical process starts to happen automatically. It just, it is very um, alchemical and has the power to literally turn lead into gold and create something new out of something that maybe seemed really awful or even ugly or, you know, however you want to define it really gnarly. <laughs> but um, what I found to be true is when we do bring, you know, eros into it, the erotic into it, our sensuality into it, um, 
that's when the journey really begins. And we start to create our own unique golden epoxy where we get to really call home these fragmented parts of ourselves and put them back together in a whole new way, a, a new radiant way, a way that is more beautiful than maybe the original thing, if that makes sense. It's really, again, the art, again, from my perspective, the art of rebirthing is the art of alchemy and really embracing all of our experiences and maybe especially the fragmented parts, the parts that cause us the most most pain, they're the gems. Those are the places where we can do some really deep healing work. They're just signals really calling us, calling, calling attention to something that wants healing, I guess you could say, is the way I look at it. And again, it um, looking at it as an, as an art really speaks to me. I'm wondering if it speaks to you. But, um, you know, just really getting into that kind of creative mindset with it, I think is really helpful. And really embracing sensuality and pleasure, I think is a real master key that so many women are missing. And um, without it, I think we're operating at a huge deficit. You, I don't think we could do this kind of work. We can't really create or rebirth ourselves for real from the head. It's not going to happen. Think of, think about the original like birth, right? It's a very physical, very visceral experience. <laughs> so it's not something that we can just think our way through. This is very much an embodiment. This is about getting getting down and dirty sometimes to create something really beautiful and really give our gifts as the um the role models at this stage of life we we're born to be. You know, you're you're not meant to be put out to pasture. There's, I don't want to put pressure on you, but you know, you're here to give unique gifts. And the maturation that you've gone through, of it not being your first rodeo, and all the wisdom that you've gathered, is is freaking gold. And the way to harness that gold, in my opinion, is to realign with your deepest desires. Really get real with what you really want. And for that, you might want to look at what you don't want, your chief complaints. What are the complaints that keep coming up? Those are worth excavation, <laughs> sitting with that and just kind of saying, okay, I obviously don't want that. I've been kind of complaining about that for 10 years, right? If you're anything like me, what do I want then? You know, those kinds of questions, powerful questions can just change the vibration of how you're relating to life in general. Start seeing things as um, more opportunities, you know, opening doors rather than just shutting and closing and all of those more contracting things. And, um, and pleasure, right? Really fueling yourself with pleasure, aligning with desires, fueling yourself with what makes you happy, truly happy, like joyfully happy, really key. And I want to add to that, I believe really important here is sexual energy, really cultivating your sexual energy, because it's not just about sex. You've heard me say this many times now. It really is the foundation of everything. And this is why, you know, finding the Taoist perspective on this at my own midlife juncture was huge for me. You know, finding the tools and the practices that really helped me go in, get under the hood, if you will, and really do some emotional work. A lot of what I share in my program 
you know, we work with the jade egg practice or yoni egg practice, but it's not just about the physical practice. There is a lot there on the physical level, but there's a lot of emotional healing, a lot of emotional alchemy that um, needs to happen to really move through and really um, master this jade egg practice or really master, I should say, our own sexual energy. And by master, I just mean to fully embody, right? And I think that um, the physicality of it is really important because that is kind of the first stepping stone in to really heal our pelvic floor, really heal our yoni. And um, maybe you have a lot of disconnect there, a lot of numbness, which totally makes sense. But when we are numb and cut off from our source of power in that way, it's going to be, I would say, impossible to really truly rebirth your life, at least in the way I'm, I'm thinking of it or speaking of it. Um, very much an embodiment practice. And um, it takes, you know, it's a yoga practice. It's not a quick fix by any means. It's about really um, doing the work to uh, unpack what we need to unpack so that we can reclaim our agency around our, our pleasure, our orgasm, our vitality, so that we can create that third chapter masterpiece. So if you're new to this concept of kintsuchi, the art of golden repair, this Japanese art, I would definitely hop on Pinterest. I like Pinterest. They have beautiful images there. And put in the word. I'll make sure I have it in the show notes. And just see what comes up. I think you'll be surprised at the beautiful things that people are creating. And again, I think it's such a powerful metaphor for women who really want to cultivate an amazing third chapter of their life. All right, I think that's enough for this episode. I will wrap it there. I hope you have an amazing day or evening, whatever you're up to, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you want to know more, you're curious, maybe you're wondering if my program, Second Spring Queen, is a good fit for you right now. Set up a free Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll see a link for that in the show notes. In that free session, we'll meet one-on-one and I'll guide you through a body-based practice where you can connect to your inner pleasure queen and get really clear on your desires for your third chapter. And you'll get a real sense of what my work is all about and how I can serve you and whether or not it's a good fit for you at this particular time. And if you know a woman or women in your life that would really benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.